Twice in three days, Boston College will have to find another coach as one of their assistants is heading again to the NFL. We'll talk about this and a lot more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So, over the weekend, we learned that offensive line coach Matt Applebaum was heading to the NFL to join the Miami Dolphins. Monday, the second shoe dropped as Joe Daly, Boston College's wide receiver coach, was hired by the Carolina Panthers for the same role. Now, Daly, he was a guy that many of us had thought may be a name that we saw in Boston College's offensive coordinator search. He was their wide receivers coach, but had experience in previous stops as the offensive coordinator for both New Mexico and Liberty. Now, he is a New Jersey guy. He came here with big northern New Jersey roots. He, he, he's, you know, from St. Peter's Prep, one of the best programs that has brought a ton of talent to Boston College. Um, and there was a lot of excitement. He was a young co- uh, coach. You know, he's a quarterback from Nebraska. Now he's gone. Now, this is the second move that makes you start to, to wonder, is, is this the offensive coordinator shaking up his staff? Or is this just the natural ebb and flow of what coaching things happen when you have coaches that are well sought after? Now, Daly, you know, he he had a lot of success. I mean, you look at what BC's wide receiver group did in 2020. They were third in the ACC in, in receiving yards just a year after, you know, a disastrous offensive season for BC. He made them into a very, very, um, at, you know, adequate to good group. In that 2020 year, you know, you saw Zay Flowers bust on the scene. You know, he talked a lot last year about how the offense changed his usage from just jet sweeps to a full complement of of weapons that he could provide that offense. And then you saw Zay Flowers as a deep ball receiver and and using his speed. You know, a lot of that goes to Frank Signetti and the offensive coordinator, and obviously a lot of it goes to Zay Flowers for just his natural skills. But you also have to give credit to Joe Daly for developing him. And he's not the only one that Joe Daly has really helped develop. Look at some of the other wide receivers that have come up over the last couple of years that have really uh, solidified their their spot because of Daly. You saw, you know, C.J. Lewis last year. C.J. Lewis was a wide receiver that was barely ever used under Steve Adazio. I mean, if you, if you talked to me before the 2020 season... I would have put C.J. Lewis near the bottom of the list because he just was never used. And then all of a sudden he becomes, you know, the offense figures out a way to use his skill sets. He becomes a red zone threat. He's got good length. All of a sudden he becomes good. This year, you see it with Jaden Williams, a true freshman that many did not talk about. All of a sudden busts into the starting lineup and scores, I think, five, three to five touchdowns this year. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. He was, you know, a very valuable wide receiver, especially when when Djokovic was in there. He was either the number two or the number three guy. So you have all of these wide receivers. Then you include guys like Jalen Gill, who kind of meshed in, and you see what this wide receiver coach had been able to do. Now, in terms of recruiting, Joe Daly was very important because he hit that Northern Jersey area 
and gave BC a real um, legitimate Jersey guy to compliment Jeff Halfley, who's obviously from the area as well. He was very important in the recruitment of Peter Della Portis, and Joe, who is from the Jersey area. You, you know, he did wide receiver recruitments of guys like Lewis Bond, Joseph Griffin III, Isaiah Zamore. So a lot of guys, but you know, Joe Daly was very important in their recruitment. So he's gone, and so you wonder: Is this McNulty? You know, either there he's looking to you know move his guys in or move guys in that um, are more of a fit for him. I'm not sure. I don't know how that often happens in college football. I don't think it usually does. So I'm I'm more. I'm more on the lines that these are guys that fit NFL quality um, teams. Like you know, Mike McDaniel at Miami, he needed an offensive line coach, and I don't, I don't think that Jeff Halfley was lying last year when he said that Matt Applebaum um, had an NFL offer. And so this would be the second two years. I mean, it doesn't it makes sense? And uh, for someone who looks at analytics, if you went and looked at Pro Football Focus. You would see the the offensive line getting huge numbers. They were guys that, you know, all of them graded seventy or above. You had some of the best in the country. As much as it was frustrating at times, they graded out well. And someone who's an analytic head like Mike McDaniel's might see that and say, "Whoa." Then you look at the wide receivers and you see Zay Flowers on the on the TV all the time. You see, you know, all the the positive press about their their passing game when Jakovic's healthy. You look at a guy like Joe Daly. Maybe maybe he's looking to get into the NFL to continue to develop again, just like Jeff Halfley did. Then you understand, oh, okay, that might be why they're doing this. So I am not on the mind that these guys are fleeing the scene or uh, McNulty wants his own guys. You know, I still think Boston College will probably go outside the the organization to get an offensive line coach. Now, in a minute, I'm going to tell you what I think they're going to probably do to fill Joe Daly's role. But before we do that, let me ask you, is this your first time listening to Locked On Boston College? How do you like it? I hope you do enjoy it. I do this five days a week, and I do it because I love it. I love talking Boston College sports. It's my it's my gift and my curse. And for those of you that have made this your first listen, I want to thank each and every one of you. Uh, but for you who have maybe just turned in, maybe you found us on YouTube, maybe you found us searching Spotify, Welcome. I'm AJ Black. I'm the host and edit of the show, and I'm the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. It's part of the Sports Illustrated and Fan Nation Network. I've been covering Boston College for years. I love Boston College sports. It really gives me um, a lot of pride to talk about. So if you like this, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and make this part of your daily routine. I'm sure we'll have a lot of fun together. Well, football is over, but basketball is full steam for both pro and college teams. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We're talking about Joe Daly, who's heading to the Carolina Panthers. He's going to be joining Matt Rule's staff, and uh, he's leaving Boston College. He's the third coach 
leaving Boston College this offseason. Just a year after BC made the entire offseason without losing a coach, they have lost three of their offensive lo- offensive coaches, only keeping so far Steve Shimko, their tight ends coach, and Richie Ganell, the running backs coach. So that begs the question. Now that you have John McNulty as your new offensive coordinator, you have two open spots, and then you have Ganell and Shimko. Where do you go next with this coaching staff? On yesterday's show, for the offensive line, I gave you some options of, of coaches I thought Boston College could get involved with. Someone else just mentioned Jack Bicknell, Bicknell Jr. For all of you uh, older Boston College fans that remember Jack Bicknell Sr., that's his son. He's the offensive line coach for Louisville. He has experience at Boston College as well. I have a hard time seeing Boston College pulling a coach like that away from a school like Louisville where I assume they're going to pay more money. I mean, let's just let's let's call a spade a spade here. Boston College is not, you know, a team that's I mean, a school that's going to outbid other schools. So he's just a name that I heard people throw out there, but I don't think it's very realistic. Now, what do we do about the wide receiver coach? What does Boston College do? Do they go outside the organization and add a new name, or do they look within? And I think honestly, there's a really easy solution right on the staff. And here's what Boston College could do. So Jeff Halfley can look at his roster, and he has he already has a wide receiver coach on his team that has experience at that position and could do that role as easy as anyone else. That's Richie Gunnell. Obviously, Richie Gunnell was a wide receiver for Boston College. He was a wide receiver's coach under Steve Adazio, and then when Jeff Halfley kept him on board after Adazio was canned, they moved him over to running back. Now, Gannell, I'm sure, enjoys getting that rich experience of going to different positions. You want, as a coach, to try different things because that can help you build your resume, right? So, But it wouldn't be the worst thing to go back to wide receivers. And it honestly probably would raise his profile a little bit. If he gets put with Zay Flowers and Jalen Gill and Jaden Williams, you're going to have some really excellent wide receivers to work with. And your name is going to get brought up a lot more than you are with, you know, Pat Garrow running a little bit. You know what I mean? So... I think you move Richie Gunnell from running backs coach to wide receivers coach. Easy peasy. But then you have another spot to fill. So who do you put at running backs? Do you go outside the organization? No, because if you look on the roster, there is a perfect fit that deals with a lot of the um, issues that happen when Gunnell, I mean, not Gunnell, when Daly leaves. So Daly is your New Jersey guy. You have a New Jersey guy there. His name is Savon Huggins. Now, if you didn't listen, um, I think he came around like August or September of last year. He is a former Rutgers running back who was a running backs coach, uh, set to be a running backs coach with UMass. He is the assistant, one of the assistants on the team. So that's like even below the positional coach. But he's like an ace. He's a good recruiter. He's got Jersey tie-ins. He would fit in perfectly at running back. And that's the way you want to build it, right? You want to if you have guys on your roster that can that can, you know, be promoted and coach at the level that you want them to, you do that. And guys like Huggins are dying to get that next step, I'm sure. I'm sure he wants to be a positional coach so he can take the next step and the next step from there. He needs that opportunity. So Jeff Halfley doesn't even need to look outside the school to fill these positions. You just move the two guys. You move Gunnell from running back to wide receiver, and you move Savon Huggins to to running back's coach from an assistant. And then you, you have Huggins recruit the same area 
that Joe Daly was recruiting, right? He's a Northern Jersey guy. Huggins is a New Jersey guy. Boom. You have all your bases covered here by just making a small adjustment. So if I was a betting man and I, I had someone say to me, AJ, you've been nailing some of these recruits. Give me some predictions on blah, 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 blah. Here's my prediction here. That's exactly what's going to happen. They're going to move. They're going to shift Gannell over and they're going to move Huggins over. I'm not 100% sure on this, and this is just my gut and intuition. I don't know anything from the staff or anything like that. So if the staff's listening, I don't know anything. I'm just telling you what my gut, looking at this roster, this makes the most sense to me. Um, and I think it would work. You get your you get your running back. And, and Savon Huggins, I mean, he was, I believe, a five-star recruit coming out of high school. He's one of the biggest names in Jer New Jersey history. Um, one of the biggest you know recruits Rutgers ever landed. You need a big ace in there, and this sounds silly to beat a team like Rutgers because Greg Schiano's recruiting his butt off down there in uh, um, in, in Rutgers. So a guy like Savon Huggins, you know, he could be the guy that takes that next step and brings that Jersey recruiting up a little bit too. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, and I, you know, recruit. Uh, jo sorry, Jason Baum just tweeted out earlier today the dates of uh, practice. So we should be able to get a name of these names start pretty soon because practice is going to start in 12 days. Uh, he says practice starts on February 26th with April 9th being the Jay McGillis game at 11. So, you know, you have 12 days now to figure this out because you need to get for, you know, when you bring your, your roster on for spring practice, you need to do your positional stuff and things like that. You need those positional coaches for that. So, you know, I know the offensive coordinator thing probably took about two weeks I'd expect these new, these new, two new names or the positional changes to happen relatively quickly because they're going to have to get, they're going to, you know, you don't want a new coach on February 25th because they're going to need to meet with Halfley. They're going to need to plan out what their role, you know, what their practices are going to look like. They're going to need to talk about strategy and, and um, workout sets and playbook stuff. You're going to need to get all of that laid out with the coaching staff. And, you know, where do you implement this, this, and this? So he's going to have to get them in pretty quickly. And that kind of stinks, but hopefully he has his – I'm assuming Jeff Halfley has some ideas of who he's going to get. Well, in just a moment, we're going to chat about the Olympics, and I'm going to give you an update on the men and women's hockey team and how some of Boston College's players in the Olympics. Ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions while you wait for someone behind the counter order to make these parts for you or to order them for you? Excuse me. Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to have carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, so use it. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. They save you 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are reliably low for everyone. And you can save on everything, including part, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And make sure to write Locked On in their Hide Your Hair Bonus box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. Time to talk some Olympics. And we, you know, it's so funny. This this Olympic se uh, season has been one of the most understated. Um, there's just been no buzz about it. I don't know if it was because it's in Beijing, if because they're in the midst of a pandemic, if all the garbage that's going on with um, the Russians and the ROC. 
and their doping scandals. I don't know if that has to do with it. I just, I, you know, my wife is like really into this stuff, but no one else seems to care. And there's been some really good U.S. performances. Uh, and today we're going to talk about one of the two, two of the teams that really have a lot to prove heading into this final week. Now, first of all, we have the women's hockey team. Women's hockey is on a roll. They are undefeated, and they are about to go play Team Canada for the gold medal. Now, Team Canada is one of the best teams. It is easily the best team in the in the world. They are on a absolute tear, outscoring teams fifty-eight to four. Uh, sorry, the U.S. has lost. U.S. lost to Canada four-two in the preliminary round to uh, Canada. Now. Boston College has some links to this game. Hillary Knight, sorry, not Hillary Knight, Alex Carpenter, excuse me, she has six points in the Olympics, which puts her good for um, 18th in the world in points. You look at the points and who's leading, it's like all number one through seven, or one through six, excuse me, are all Canadians. Alex Carpenter's up there for the U.S., it's going to be a heck of a game for U.S. to try to come back and beat the Canadian team. Canada is led by Sarah Nurse, who has uh, four goals and 12 assists. And then Brian Jenner has nine goals for the Canadians. Um, it's an excellent game. And if you don't know the history between U.S. And, and the women's and the Canadians, they have a long, long history. And um, last year, last time they played... The U.S. won on shootouts uh, in the gold medal game, 3-2. So there's a huge history here. And the, this is like this is like two of the best rivals in, in, uh, in Olympic sports. So really, if you are a fan of hockey, check out the women's hockey game against the Canadians on um, Wednesday. It's an 11 p.m. start on Wednesday night. And you can check that out wherever you get your Olympics. And then the men's hockey team, men's hockey, there's obviously three men's hockey players in the Olympics, Jack McBain, Mark McLaughlin, and Drew Hellison, two with the Americans, one with the Canadians. Now, the men's hockey team, they've been on a roll. They beat Canada a couple days ago, and then they just beat Germany yesterday, or sorry, on uh, Sunday. So they're on an absolute tear, um, and they're, they've secured the top spot in the quarterfinals. So, you know, keep your eyes open on that. Now, have you been watching the Olympics? What's your favorite sport? I mean, you know, hockey is obviously a lot of fun to watch. Um, my parents always rip on me for watching curling, um, um, but I I also enjoy skiing. I'm a big I'm a skier myself, uh, but I obviously can't ski the speed that they do. So that was our our Olympic coverage. I don't know if anyone's actually interested. I'm interested to know what your thoughts are on the Olympics. Um, I'm a big I like the Summer Olympics a lot more. You know, with the, with track and field, those are like the 100 and some of the um, swimming events. They're a lot more interesting to me. I, I don't get into like the figure skating and bobsledding. It just doesn't hold my attention. And then final hockey news, BC's winless streak can, is uh, expanded to 11 as they tied Harvard. So I guess step in the right direction. But they because the way that the beanpot rules work, they don't get any points out of it because it was a tie. Uh, BC had a 3-1 lead and then let up two goals and ended up not being able to end the game with the win. So we'll have to keep waiting. BC continues to slide. You know, they get a point for a tie, but no victory there. 
right, this is AJ Black. Thank you all for listening to our show today. If you enjoyed it, I'd like you to take a pause on the podcast for a second. Go over to YouTube.com. Look up Locked On Boston College. If you have an account on YouTube, they're free. If you have Gmail, they're automatically signed you up for it. You may not even have known that. All you have to do is hit subscribe. It's an easy way to help us uh, get our podcast out because the more of you that subscribe to that channel, the more likely more people will find it if they look up Boston College. So if you enjoy my work, it's the easiest and it's free way to say thank you. So just head over to youtube.com, Locked On Boston College, find us, hit subscribe, like a few videos. It makes a world of difference for the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. You can follow Locked On BC at Twitter. And I'm on Facebook, Instagram. Just look up BC Bulletin wherever you get your social media stuff, and we'll see you all again soon. Take care, everyone.